Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Since he was drafted into the NBA, I've always been intrigued by the idea of Lowry Markkinen playing for the Sacramento Kings. It sounds like Markkinen and the Bulls are moving in separate directions. Could the Kings potentially get a deal with the Bulls, a sign and trade that would bring Markin into Sacramento and make that little dream of mine come true. If this deal is going to take place, it likely involves Marvin Bagley. On today's episode of Locked on Kings, I'm going to be joined by Big Dave, one of the hosts of the Locked on Bulls podcast. We'll get inside information on what's going on with Lowry Markin and the Chicago Bulls organization and how it's eerily similar to what's going on between the Kings and Marvin Bagley will talk about the potential for a Bagley marketing swap. Plus, Big Dave will fill us in on everything that's been going on in this wild offseason for the Chicago Bulls. It's all on today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, Full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January all the way through to December. This is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last seven years. This will be season number eight for me, covering the Kings both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. And I've talked so much about how blessed I am to be a part of this Locked On Podcast Network, how many great people work for the Locked On Podcast Network. And Big Dave is one of our newer hosts that recently started uh, hosting with Matt on the Locked On Bulls podcast. And I am an instant fan of his. And you're going to see why great personality, very knowledgeable, understands Bulls basketball, but also pays attention uh, to NBA basketball outside of Chicago, including what the Sacramento Kings are doing. I think you'll be impressed by his knowledge with the Kings uh, in our conversation. And I want to know, based off this conversation or otherwise, are you interested in the idea of Lowry Markkinen in Sacramento? Would you take a straight up Marvin Bagley for Lowry Markkinen swap? Basically, the salaries would be roughly the same or the Kings would probably in the sign and trade try and offer uh, Lowry a similar amount of money to what Marvin Bagley is making around that $11, uh, $12 million range. Markkinen wants more. I don't think he's going to get more, especially with uh, the split that's happening between him and the Bulls, which Big Dave is going to fill us in on all the details behind how they got to that point. I think you're really going to be interested to hear how similar Markkinen's situation is in Chicago to what Marvin Bagley has been doing and going through here in Sacramento. Of course, some distinct differences between the two, but a lot of similarities. And maybe that scares you in, in acquiring Lowry Markkinen. Why would we want uh, another player that has gone through some of the trials and tribulations and been as frustrating as Marvin Bagley has been for the Kings so far in his uh, NBA career? I understand that. But also sometimes uh, a change of scenery, swapping your garbage with another team's garbage can sometimes work out for both teams. So uh, we'll have to wait and see if a deal like this can get done. But why don't you listen to my conversation with Big Dave and then let me know at the end 
if you would uh, take Lowry Marketing in Sacramento, if you would do the trade that we discuss right here on Locked on Kings. The Sacramento Kings haven't been the only ones that have been very busy this offseason. In fact, I don't know if the Sacramento busyness can hold a candle to the Chicago Bulls level of busyness that we've seen this offseason. Joining me here on the Locked on Kings podcast for the first of hopefully many times, it's Big Dave from the Locked on Bulls podcast. Uh, You can also catch him uh, on the Ball on Bulls podcast as well. Big Dave, relatively new uh, to the Locked On Podcast Network, but already a fan favorite. Dave, it's a pleasure to have you on for the first time, my man. Oh, man, I appreciate you having me. You know, thank you for plugging the podcast. But you, you got to say it with, with the stank on it, Matt. See, we it's, it's bow. Like, you got to oh. say it like Avery Johnson is saying it. That's how you got to say it. I'm about to butcher this, but bow, Lombos. How about that? That works. That there works. See, All right. It came from your soul, so it worked. Well, what, what little soul is left spending 15 seasons <laughs> covering this Sacramento Kings team. I got a little bit left. It's, it's as much as I could muster. <laughs> my man, I, I first, before we even dive into the Lowry marketing conversation, which we're really going to spend a lot of time on, I just want to know what in the world's going on in Chicago, getting Alonzo Ball, getting Alex Caruso, suddenly DeMar DeRozan is a bull. I've seen a lot of, from the outside, a lot of like negative attention going to Chicago. Man, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. What is this offseason? It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it. Oh, I love it. It's it's amazing to me. And you got to remember, you 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 understand it because you say you've been dealing with it for 15 years. So I get that. We've been dealing with it for the, probably the last four years, but the front office we had has been about 17 years that we used to have. So we went through some ups and downs with them. And the last four years have been just truly in the dirt, <laughs> definitely down. Uh, so the moves they made, I can't tell you the breadth of fresh air that Arturis, Karnaschovas, and Mark Eversley are. I mean, they they mean what they say, and they say what they mean. When they say they're going to do something, they go out there and they do it. They said they were going to be aggressive in free agency. That's what you have seen. They said they were tired of the losing. They're not going to deal with mediocrity. That's what you've seen. They said they don't want to pick high in the draft anymore because they want to pick lower tier in the draft. After Patrick Williams, that's kind of what you've seen. Um, everything they said of value, that they value and that they want, they have done it. Lonzo Ball, we tried to get him at the trade deadline. That tried to happen then, but Dave Griffin wanted too much. He, Lowry was on the um, trading block for it, but they wanted a little bit too much more you know, with that. So we said we could wait it out. They got him, and he signed a very nice contract because we didn't want to get him for anything over probably like 20 mil, maybe a little over. I wasn't mad if it was a little over. But after the contract broke down, yeah, that's what they about got him for. So that's awesome. And then they went with – Alex Caruso, who I didn't see coming at all. That was out of nowhere. That was really awesome. I was very excited about that. Get another defender. He's going to be a fan favorite. Bulls fans love a try-hard, tough-nosed kind of guy who dives on the floor for loose balls and does all those cool things. He's going to be a fan favorite. I promise you that. Then the big move is they go and they get DeMar DeRozan. Listen, we did not have a wing. We needed wing help bad. That's what we really needed. We really needed a point guard, and we needed wing help. And we went and got one of the best wings in the NBA. You got a guy who's going to give you 20 a game. You got a guy who had a career high in assists, at seven assists, and he was playing at the three position. I know a lot of people were saying, well, he and Levine, how are they going to match? They're both shooting guards. He was a small forward last year. He had a career year as far as assists and facilitating his concern, and he dropped 52 points also last year. So he's going to be fine, just fine. And also, he's here because he wants to play with Zach Levine. Another thing we're not used to here in Chicago is people coming here for the talent that we have here. 
So you have that combined with Vooch, who came in the trade, combined with Patrick Williams, who you've seen in the summer league, looking like a stud, looking like a man right there. Nice backup center in a Tony Bradley right there. Marco, uh, they got from overseas. He's looking solid. You know, Io, we just got in the draft. Kobe White's coming off the injury, but he's going to be fine. It's a very, very exciting time for this Bulls team because it just feels like the losing is done. And so it just feels good. All I'm saying is the more talent that goes east and gets out of the Western Conference <laughs> makes makes our route to the playoffs just a little bit easier. Fair I'll point. absolutely take. So, I, no, I've liked the moves that the Bulls have made. And on one hand, so I, I see the, the Caruso edition, which I know plenty of Lakers fans who are very sad to see Caruso yes. go with the name he made yes. for himself in L.A. and just becoming mm-hmm. what he was uh, with the Lakers. Then you add uh, Kobe White, who you just talked about, coming off of injury. The addition of Lonzo Ball. So you see these three primary ball-handling guards, and you go, how in the world is that going to look or how is that going to work then you i mean you look at the sacramento kings are kind of in the same situation with uh De'Aaron fox tyrese Halliburton, and they went out and drafted davion mitchell who's probably going to play a healthy amount for them so i wanted to yeah, get your opinion nice. in in your mind in the modern nba how do you mm-hmm. see a three guard lineup working from the chicago perspective the sacramento perspective whatever but how do you see a three guard lineup working in the modern nba with the addition of the two shooting guards you mentioned well see even the guys that they brought in this is all kind of like a Billy Donovan thing. Because if it's anybody who loves three-guard lineups, it's Billy Donovan. He was running them in OKC. And if you've seen his success, you're going to have to trust what he's doing with that. You've seen the guards he's had. He had Chris Paul. He had the Westbrook. Um, I don't think Harden was there when he was there. But he had uh, SGA, you know, Shea Gillis, Alexander. I mean, he had some real, true, straight-up good guards. And they all had no problem with their cohesiveness and how they played together and their facilitating. So I'm going to trust the guy whose first season missing the playoffs was with us. That was the first time he's ever missed the playoffs. I'm going to trust the guy who I can't believe he won 31 games with that team with Zach Levine out half the time and getting boots, you know, midseason and dealing with all the other foolishness that was going on with this team that we were getting all the trash out and now is bringing new things in. So I like the fact that one I, I did hear Ayo uh, Desumu, who we drafted, he mentioned that. When he asked, how is he going to get on his team? He said, well, I know Billy Donovan likes to run a three-guard lineup. So I know where I'm, I'm going to be fighting for. I'm going to try to be good on the defensive end and good in my facilitating. Here's where I think it works out. Zach Levine is not – he's ball dominant, but he doesn't want the ball all the time. He just had to be that way because there was nobody else here to create their own shot. He had no choice but to do it. And he's not great at doing that in the fourth quarter. To Facilitating, I mean. That's not his thing. If you saw it in the fourth, he turned the ball over a lot. He stepped out of bounds. He took a lot of bad shots because he had to. He had no choice. So bringing in DeMar DeRozan, who can take some of that weight off of him and get you that mid-range bucket because sometimes you're just going to need a bucket. We saw that with the Milwaukee Bucks and Chris Middleton. Sometimes you're just going to need a bucket, and he's a bucket getter, and that's what he's going to do. So Zach can definitely play off of that and, and get out of his way you know, and let that floor continue to be spaced while DeRozan does his work. Then you bring in a guy in Lonzo Ball who does not care about scoring. <laughs> he does, it's not his thing. His number one priority is getting everybody else involved. He is a facilitator first and foremost. I know his points went up. I know his three-point percentage went up. 38%, that was awesome, by the way, because that was very hard because he was terrible from the three when he first got in this league. Changed his whole shot in a couple of years, and now he's an actual legitimate threat from there. He's going to see a lot of open looks also, by the way. But... Lonzo Ball being there and being the guy who's facilitating and getting everybody involved, he doesn't care about being ball dominant. He wants everybody to succeed because that's his game. If you notice, when he passes that ball, he's great moving without it. 
That's how he gets his rebounds. That's why his rebound numbers are so high because he's great moving without the ball and getting everybody their shot. He's up under the bucket trying to get rebounds. So I don't see it being a problem, them running that. Kobe White, I don't think it'd be a problem for him because Kobe's a combo guard. Io's a combo guard. That's why they were drafting these kind of guys. They weren't drafting anybody who was set in their position. The only guy you know set in his position right now is Lonzo because he's a true point guard. DeMar, you know, can play the two or the three. Zach Levine, you know he can play the two, and he can cheat. He can cheat at point guard if you need him to. He can cheat there. Pat Will, he can play the two, the three, and the four. So it's gonna you're going to see a lot of awesome different lineups, and everybody's going to get a shot to be the man on this team. And if there's anybody that knows how to do it with the three-guard lineup, it's going to be Billy Donovan. We got one more piece of business to get through before we jump into the Lowry marketing conversation. Mm-hmm. A number of years ago, a number of off seasons ago, the Kings and Bulls had some history. The Kings tried to snatch Zach Levine away from you the did. Chicago Bulls, offering him <laughs> their big offer sheet that the Bulls elected to match. And I remember at the time, I was one of the few in Sacramento who loved the idea of De'Aaron Fox and Zach Levine playing together. Oh, but at yeah. that time, Buddy Heald was coming off of a really solid season. Fans were like, you have Buddy Heald here. You don't need Zach Levine. Pay him. Uh, I think some regret that decision. And there are still some, though, that are happy that the Kings didn't end up paying Levine sure. that big contract. But I wanted to sure. ask you your perspective on that move, the commitment to Zach Levine going forward. I sense no regret with giving him that big payday. I didn't have a regret when they signed, when they first offered it to him. When you guys offered it to him, I was like, oh, yeah, that's about right. That's what about what he should be getting. And you saw what happened. The Bulls signed it immediately. They, <laughs> yeah, like, that. <laughs> they were like, nope, 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 nope. We was just playing. We was just playing. No, Screw you're here. Right. It. right, exactly, man. And let me also say this, because my friend Chris and I, who I do the Ball and Bulls podcast with, we've been trying to get De'Aaron Fox on the Bulls nope. for a couple years. We know it's up. not going to happen. I nope. know. I know. But we've been trying. We have been trying for years. We were like, oh, wouldn't it be great? Let's just talk it and see it, put it out there. And hopefully it happens. We knew we had no choice, but we loved Aaron Fox. I've loved Aaron Fox since college. I still remember him destroying Alonzo Ball in college. I'll never forget that game. I love Aaron Fox. He's awesome. But getting Zach Levine and knowing that you guys wanted him that bad, that just, honestly, it let me know his worth even at that point in time. Because, again, he was coming off that injury. You know what I mean? He didn't play a lot, you know, for the Bulls. But in the short amount of time that he played, I still remember his first game. It was against the Pistons. Just even watching that, I was like, oh, yeah, pay him. Yeah, he's the one. You know, give him some money. Like, keep him here. And the contract he got is a very great contract. We, I saw it then, like $20 million. I'm like, he can easily outplay that contract. So now his contract right now looks really silly and small because it's a, pretty much the exact same numbers that Lonzo Ball is getting. So he's getting Lonzo Ball contract. That's going to change next year, obviously. He's, he's going to get it paid, but... Yes, I am very happy that they did it. There were some here, for sure, uh, here in Chicago that did not want to give Zach Levine that contract at all. They thought it was too much money. This guy's coming off a knee injury. All he is is a dunker. It's like nobody's ever heard of development or growth. You know what I'm saying? And things like that. Or just looking at him, you can tell this dude is incredibly talented. This isn't just a dunker out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't like D. Brown or Kenny Walker or somebody. Like, this, this isn't just a dunker. This dude can do it all. What a 50-40-80 season. He just missed 50-40-90 season last year. He's been amazing for the Chicago Bulls. His work ethic, and now he's done it. He's been great. I'm glad we signed him. Thank y'all for putting that contract out there and pushing it forward. We really do appreciate it. 
oh, the Kings are happy to help every other team get better except for them. <laughs> Trust me, they, they've been very, very good at it over the last 15 seasons. But <laughs> today's episode of Locked on Kings is brought to you by an all new sponsor. It's called Sweat Block. And this is something that I use. This is something I recommend a ton of you use. My wife uses this as well. And it's, it's just an incredible product. Look, especially with the heat of Sacramento summers, I don't know, maybe you live outside of Sacramento where it's cooler. If you do, God bless you, lucky you, uh, because it's been in the hundreds pretty consistently throughout the summertime here in Sacramento. But it's not just summertime sweat. It's sweat year-round that stains shirts, especially when I'm dressing nice uh, at the Golden One Center when I'm getting into the game, the heat of the moment. Sometimes that sweat can uh, get through the shirts, and it gets a little embarrassing, those stains. Sweat block is doctor-created. It's doctor-recommended. It works for up to, up to seven days per use, and it's a little antiperspirant wipe. It's super easy. You apply it before bed. Uh, wipe your down your problem areas, go to sleep, wake up the next morning, take your morning shower, wash like usual, and the sweat's gone. Guaranteed. Again, doctor created, doctor recommended, works for up to seven days. It's a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you will get your money back. And it's worked for me every single time. It's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years, over 13,000 reviews. So don't just take my word for it. Go and read those reviews of how Sweatblock has helped those people. It's manufactured here in the USA. Like I said, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, you can get it at like your local CVS pharmacy. And of course, you can get it on sweatblock.com. 20% off at sweatblock.com, by the way, when you use promo code locked on. It works. It helps you for all my sweat out there i'm just like you get sweat block give it a try you won't be disappointed today's episode of locked on kings is also brought to you by our friends over at rock auto and with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of vehicles it's now impossible for your local chain start parts store to stock all the parts you need why endure pointless or intimidating questioning from a counterman when his warehouse only carries a certain time apart at a certain price point you don't need that. You have phones. You have internet access. You can go to rockauto.com, browse all the parts you need at different price points, pick the exact parts needed for the make and model of your car, and it's significantly easier than having one of those uncomfortable or awkward conversations. Look, I know absolutely nothing about cars, nothing about cars, and rockauto.com makes sense to me. If it makes sense to me, it'll make sense to everybody. Trust me, I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to vehicles, but I needed to replace some parts when I ran over a, uh, a busted tire uh, in the middle of the freeway. I needed new parts. So I went on to rockauto.com, typed in what I needed. I had them in my cart, checked out within 10 minutes, and it's save me a boatload of money. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Big Dave, let's jump into this. So with all these great moves that the Chicago Bulls have made, how busy their yeah. offseason has been, they still have a very important restricted free agent in Lowry Markkinen. Uh, Where, what's his priority level right now amongst the Bulls organization? And then can you kind of give us a rundown of what the cap situation is and, and what they're comfortable doing with Markkinen? Are, are they trying to wait out the rest of the market, driving his price down so that they can get a team-friendly deal? Or are they okay with the idea of letting him go what, where are they at with marketing oh well he's gonna go let me just start right there marketing is not long to be with the chicago bulls look he's already said it himself he doesn't want to be here he wants to go he wants to leave he said it in a finished newspaper when he was at home we have say he was like i have several other teams looking at us i want to get a fresh start 
He knew the writing was on the wall when we tried to trade him for Lonzo Ball, you know, during the midseason. And then he got benched during right after that trade for a guy who comes off the bench. And the problem is it was the right move. And that was the whole issue. It was mm-hmm. the correct move. And that's the problem with Lowry marketing. It's always been his potential. I was a colossal Lowry marketing fan. In my house right now, I have Lowry marketing hot sauce. This is not a joke. All the way from Finland. I have a friend of mine in Finland who sent me Lowry marketing hot sauce. I still have it. He has his own sauce in Finland. I have it. I have the ranch and I have the hot sauce. He was my guy. He was my guy. He was the one that I was going to ride with. And I mean, he just disappears, man. I don't, and it's all psychological, honestly. He's got the tools. You see it. You see the height. You see the shooting. You know, you see the, the rebounds he can get. You know what he can do. But it's just not working or it's not clicking. And he's very up and down, and it's been more down than up. So he knows it's his time to go. What I like what AK and Eversley are doing is they don't have to do anything. They've already signed that qualifying offer. If, if he comes back, it's what, $9 million bucks. So he's already signed that offer right there. They don't have to do anything. It's the teams that want him that are going to come to him and come to the Bulls correctly. So they have to do it's, – it's very shrewd. He's not going to make any friends with Lowry Marketing for how they're doing it, but this is business. You know what I mean? And you can't worry about the friendship, especially when you didn't prove yourself when you were here, when you got every opportunity to prove yourself when you were here, and you still didn't do it. And then you go to the newspaper saying you don't want to be here. Well, now it's business, and now they're showing you that right now. So now you're hearing teams like the Mavericks. Um, you're hearing teams like the New Orleans Pelicans uh, coming in because it's looking like the Bulls want to do kind of a three-team trade. Um, that means, you know, because they want to get some picks back because we are in a tampering situation and the NBA is going to come looking for something, and we don't have a lot of picks. So I'm sure they're going to come looking for the picks that they want to have. So they want to get that, maybe a first-round pick uh, to get. Uh, Lowry marketing so they want that and the, and the third team that's going to come in maybe New Orleans is going to have to go ahead and give up a pick also so we're looking at teams that are going to have to come in to give him a kind of I shouldn't say low ball but I can't think of a better word but it's a very low offer that he's going to get maybe 11 million a year is what I've heard uh coming out of Dallas I know the uh, I know the Pelicans have that qualifying offer I think about 17 mil or something like that that they can give him but He's not going to get the money he thought he was going to get. He's kind of in a Dennis Schroeder position because he really thought he was going to get a nice piece of change. It's not going to work out like that for him, man. But I just I still want him to be good. You know what I mean? Because I like him. I do. But it's just not going to be here to answer question. Man, no, it won't be here in Chicago. He will, he will not be on this team. No, man. It's the way you're describing. Lowry marketing and his situation with the Bulls just as eerily similar to Marvin Bagley and the Sacramento Kings. Just mm. the the words that you're using, the terminology, the feelings of frustration here, your desire to want marketing to su- succeed is the exact same desire that I and many here at Sacramento feel um, about Marvin Bagley. And we're going to get more to Bagley in a second because I think he's sure. a, a name that potentially could come up if the Kings and Bulls do engage in any kind of sign and trade talks. Uh, but the last question specifically I had a, a, about Mark is in your mind what do you think he needs most and maybe it's a combination of these things is it just Mm. staying healthy is it the right situation where he can just sit on the perimeter and and play pick and pop and 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 stay on the outside and space the floor Mm. with uh i don't know a point guard like De'Aaron fox or a a facilitator like tyrese halliburton alongside him does Mm -hmm. he need um 
just a, a fresh start change of scenery period. Like what do you think Markinen needs most at this point in time in his NBA career? Oh man, that's a great question. Uh, right now at the top of my head, I'm going to say point guard because it's what I've been screaming for him to have for a couple years now. Uh, he's never played with one. When If you ever go watch Lowry Markinen play in Finland, they had a great point guard in Finland, like a stellar, like elite point guard from Finland, you know, According to them, they were like, he's an elite, serious, straight-up point guard. Watching Lowry Markkinen play for Finland used to make me excited, and now it just makes me angry. Mm. It just makes me so mad because I watched him demand the basketball. I watched him shoot Dirk Nowitzki fadeaways where he's turning away from the basket on the baseline and pulling it and telling the person who he shot it on that I'm better than you, talking to him about it, taking the ball inside and dunking it on people yeah, being charged about all of that. I saw none of that here. <laughs> like, I don't, it just disappeared. I do think he is used to being a having a point guard and somebody setting him up, somebody letting him know where he needs to be on the floor, which is kind of what I wanted to see him with Lonzo Ball, but it's just it's just the the blood is too bad for him to be here right now. Mm. So I don't think it's gonna work. But yeah, I think a point guard would be very helpful. I think that change of scenery you definitely need because I know they don't talk about this a lot about what players want, but player, you know, of course they want their money, you know what I'm saying? And all those things. But when I was talking to Kendall Gill, I was like, isn't comfort like one of the top three things a player needs and wants? And he was like, Oh no, absolutely. That's very important. The comfort and, and how you're going to feel in the city and on the team is very, very important. Lowry marketing strikes me as that kind of guy where he needs that comfort level and he needs a coach who kind of is going to believe in him and needs a point guard that's going to look for him because Lowry Markkinen wants, he doesn't want to be the reason they win. He kind of wants to be a part of the reason. You know what I mean? Like he understands he wants to be part of the team. He doesn't want to be the guy that says, you know, I'm taking it on the fourth quarter. He just wants to be a part of the winning and contribute to it. And that's great. But when you have the talent and skill that he has and he's shown, they're going to look at you a little bit differently. So if they're going to do that, a point guard is what he's going to need. Now, if he can't do it with a point guard, Matt, then I'm completely out. <laughs> then I'm completely out on Lowry Marketing. I'm taking back the hot sauce. I'm dumping it down the toilet. I promise you. Well, send it to me because I'm I'm really intrigued <laughs> as to how it tastes, if it's any good or not. But so, I mean, if the Kings are going to acquire Marketing, who, by the way, he's a player that I've been intrigued by for a long time, really because of fit above everything else. Although mm. I do know that he has the question marks, like I talked about that are very similar to the question marks that Marvin Bagley has. And, and in a way, Marvin Bagley fits what the Sacramento Kings are trying to do now that he's added more of a three point game, more than mm. Markinen would. Uh, but Bagley's looking for a change of scenery. It seems like the Kings are looking to move on. So if the Kings are going to acquire Markinen, it would have to be in a sign and trade. They don't have the money just to outright pay him and absorb right. him in. So honestly, the two biggest pieces are the pieces that make the most sense that would go back uh, to Chicago and two separate deals here. One is, I think, more exciting than the other. The first one is Marvin Bagley and a potential sign mm -hmm. and trade where both these teams are basically saying, hey, both of these picks didn't work out. Let's swap them 
for basically the same amount of money. Let's swap them and see if they do any better elsewhere. And I think Marvin Bagley can succeed still and be, uh, I don't know if he's ever going to reach that all-star status of a number two overall pick that you expect, but I think he can be a 20 and 10 guy on a nightly basis. Just if he Mm. stays on the floor and Markinen has a skill set, the Kings need just to space the floor with the pieces Mm. that they currently have right now. So I think that's a straight up deal that could potentially work. The other one, not as sexy. I don't think it nearly as enticing for the Chicago bulls is like Tristan Thompson and salary filler. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. hundred percent. So, and maybe the Kings attach a pick to that just to try and sweeten, but I I don't think that's the Mm -hmm. case. If the Kings and and bulls are talking about a market and sign a trade, I think it's Marvin Bagley. That's the uh, heading back to Chicago in this deal. So what's your thought on that? Do you think the bulls even humor something like that? You know what? I, I said, Oh no. And then I remembered something that I've been saying. I, I, I like my teams to always have a goon. And I think it's a very necessary thing to have on a winning basketball team is to have a goon. The Milwaukee Bucks are full of them, okay? They yeah. got a ton of goons on their team. You always, I think you just need that one to set the tone and to let teams know you're not going to come push us around and you're not going to come mess with us. I don't, I'm not saying I need him to uh, score. I just need him to get me four points, rebounds, and use all six of his fouls. That's really all I need. You <laughs> know what I mean? Honestly. And now that when you said Tristan Thompson, I was like, well, he he might be able to fit that goon role that I'm looking for, but I don't know because he comes with baggage and all these other things. And I don't know if I want that on this brand new shiny new thing that we're mm-hmm. doing right here. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want my goon, like maybe Paul Millsap or something like that. I, I might look at that a little bit more. Marvin Bagley, man, that's so interesting and so intriguing. I am, I am rubbed the wrong way just because of his teammate, just because of Wendell Carter Jr., and that has, that has nothing to do with him, but just because of Wendell Carter Jr. and how he's panned out here in Chicago was I was that soured me somewhat on Marvin. And I know he had to deal with injuries and things like that. And I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't his father come out and say, "Yo, you guys need to trade my kid and get him out of uh, here"? You're not wrong. He's <laughs> okay, gone. After, right. He's gone after two separate coaches, and yes, yeah, said that exact thing that the kid uh, that he needs to be traded. So, and okay. then Marvin, Marvin hasn't denied it. Period. And in fact, has liked tweets saying he needs to get, get out of Sacramento. So yes. Ooh. Okay. Yes. I see. I, you know what? And you know what? That sigh you just did. I I understand it. I feel it. I've been there. I know you what you're feeling I, right I'm now. I'm telling you. You see the similarities between. Yeah. Bagley and Markinen, though. Markinen's yeah. talking to a newspaper. Marvin Bagley's liking tweets. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, man. Um, Bagley is talented, man. He is really skilled. Like, when you look at it on paper, all the things he can do, the scoring and the rebounding. Like you said, he could be a 20 and 10 guy for sure. Like, it should be easy for him to get 20 and 10. Like, it shouldn't even be that hard. But also, it could be his scenery. Also, it could be mental also for him, too. Uh, of course, it's health-wise. He's He's been hurt and things like that. And it could be that because all the pressure that comes with being that number two pick in one of the all, most awesome drafts in probably the last 10 years, like as far as the people that were in that draft class, like that was an awesome draft. And he was the number two guy behind that. So he might be feeling that pressure. Uh, you can speak to it more, more than I can as far as the pressure that he might be feeling or that has been put on him maybe in Sacramento, maybe not. But... Would I take a risk on him for Lowry marketing? Uh, I don't I don't know if it would be good for him uh, because it doesn't seem like he is a guy that says, OK, all right, I'm going to go sit on the bench and come off the bench and be that kind of player for you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't strike me that he thinks he's that, especially when his father's coming out saying, no, nah, you need to get out of here. When I hear that, I hear 
you guys don't know what you're doing. He needs to be somewhere else where they he they can start and you know realize his full potential. You don't realize your full potential when you're number two pick coming off the bench. You know they, they think that you're the guy, and I think that's what's in his brain. I could be wrong, but it just it just feels like he thinks that's in his brain. Like I'm a starter. I need to be that guy. I think you're spot on. I think you're 100% mm. spot on. And he's surrounded himself with, unfortunately, people that enable him to have that attitude. And now the the issue is with his injuries that have not been his fault, by the way. It's not that Marvin mm. has had repetitive injuries that the same thing is same foot, same knee. It's been just j- different freak injuries. That's really nobody's fault. The problem is mm. now they're starting to blame the Kings organization because let's be honest, it's a really easy thing to do with how bad the organization has been. So I understand the play, but Marvin, I also don't think understands that his best chance to make it work and the team that's going to support him the most just to save face is going to be the Kings. If he goes mm. to Chicago and he doesn't work out, he fails, he struggles. They're going to let him hear it more than Sacramento has certainly let him hear it. And, and in addition to that, like it's, it's not just, I would say it's a low risk, high reward reward move in the sense that Marvin can be a walking bucket if he stays healthy, but this is the final year of his rookie deal. So suddenly Chicago has to start thinking about paying the man or letting him walk for mm. nothing next year too, which is a whole nother element of this deal that they would have to Great take point. under consideration. Great point, man. But he fits a thing. He also fits a need though for us because we are still lacking size. Uh, we're still lacking guys who can come in because Patrick Williams is going to be the four. You know, he's going to be that stretch for, you know, six, eight, you know, about two, what, 42, 60 or something like that. Looking good. But who we don't have a four right now, like outside of Patrick Williams. We don't have anybody come off the bench because Marco is our center. He's he's going to be back up with Tony Bradley. So they might try to cheat Marco come playing the four. But if you watch him play in summer league, you can really see that that's not what he does. Yeah. He is a center and he seems very comfortable being a center, he needs to work on his defense and his, and stuff like and blocking shots. But he's very comfortable being a center. And even said it in an interview, I just he just recently he said, "I want to be the fastest center on the floor. I want to outrun other centers." He's specifically naming the position. So yeah, he's not going to be the four. So he feels a need in that sense. And like you said, it's a it's a it's a risk. It might be a low risk, but it's still a risk. Mm. But if the reward happens, that that would be awesome, man. But he's not in, it just doesn't seem like he's interested in coming off that bench, man. And I don't want anything messing with the chemistry that's going on with this team right now. Because for so long, for these past four years, we've dealt with pure trash. And from the on the floor and you know, in the front office, it's been atrocious going on over here. So all these new wonderful things that are happening with the front office, with the coaching, with the new players who are here now. I don't want to bring in anything in no bad vibes or anything like that. So if he can say, okay, I'm comfortable with coming in, maybe proving myself because this is the final year of the rookie contract. This is a good opportunity for me for a team that's looking to be in the playoffs and make a nice run. So, you know, we'll get a little more exposure for myself and my game and things like that. If he looks at it like that, then yeah, he can come here and and I think he could be solid. But if he's coming here with the attitude, like, all right, I'm about to come over and take this starting position. I'm going to be like, you need to sit down, little homie. Like, that ain't going to be the case. You know what I'm saying? It just won't be the case uh, because our starting five is set. But we got plenty of room on the bench if you want it. 
Well, Locked On Kings listeners who have been with me for the last uh, three, four years, however long I've been doing this, will know that I've been trying seemingly every offseason to find a way to get Lowry marketing. <laughs> oh, seriously? It sounds like I'm going to have to keep trying. I've also been trying this offseason to, to find every way to get Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley off of the roster. Oh, you don't want Buddy Heald? Oh, uh, man, well, I didn't know that. It just it depends on the situation. I don't want Buddy Heald to leave for nothing, but his mm-hmm. replacement is already here. And if you can get any kind of value for him and free up the money that he's on your cap sheet, uh, I, I would certainly be interested in that from the Kings perspective. But if a deal does go yeah. down between the Bulls and the Kings, Big Dave will have to revisit, come back together, talk about mm. whatever they do. If anything happens, even before Kings Bulls meet uh, next yeah. season, I'd love to do this again with you, my guy. I'm Thank in. you so much for doing it. And then uh, Locked On Kings listeners, of course, if you have anything, any interest in the Chicago Bulls, if anything's going down that you're interested in, make sure you listen to both Locked On Bulls and Bowl On Bulls, as I'm come learning on, to say it now. <laughs> <laughs> Big Dave, you're the man. Thank you so much for doing this. I can't wait to do it again. I appreciate you, man, my man. Locked on Kings is brought to you by betonline.ag, the official sports gambling partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And hey, maybe you're one of those crazies who likes to make money on NBA Summer League. If you are... Good on you, man. I don't know how you do it. Maybe you've made some money off of these two uh, Las Vegas Summer League Kings wins that they've enjoyed so far. Or maybe you like to bet on baseball. Maybe you like to bet on football, UFC action, uh, golf. Maybe you bet on the Olympics. You can do it all on Bet Online. So make sure before the next pitch or tip off or whatever, head on to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. And speaking of bonuses, when you sign up for the first time on betonline.ag, use promo code locked on and you instantly get 50% of a welcome bonus on whatever you deposit it. So let's say you deposit 300 bucks, you get an extra 150 bucks to play with. Free money to help you make money on BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Man, that was a lot of fun having Big Dave on. You can see why I'm such a big fan of his. Hopefully, you are too. Great conversation. The only thing that I didn't like there is that he has his eyes on De'Aaron Fox. We can't let that happen. We don't want Fox anywhere near Chicago unless he's traveling to Chicago wearing a Kings jersey and giving the Bulls the beat down. But a uh, great conversation there with Big Dave. It doesn't sound like the a chance of a Lowry Markinen, Marvin Bagley swap it is that likely, uh, but it still could happen. It still could be on the table. And like I said there at the end, no matter what happens, uh, Dave and I will be sure to talk about it. I can't wait to have him back on with me next season too, previewing uh, Kings and Bulls matchup as well. I really like what the Bulls have done this offseason. I know there are some big question marks still with that team and it gets a little chaotic, uh, but I like what they've done. So tell me your opinion on the Bulls offseason. Tell me your opinion on a Lowry marketing for Marvin Bagley trade, or would you try and offer something else for Lowry marketing? Would you avoid marketing completely? This is someone uh, that I talked with James Ham about uh, earlier this week uh, when talking about the the potential of a, a swing for the fences type move. Marketing not nearly as enticing, I suppose, or impactful as like a Ben Simmons or Pascal Siakam for sure, but still someone I think who could fit in well in Sacramento and help this Kings team. So if you agree, disagree, let me know at Matt George Radio on Twitter. Email me Matt George Sports at gmail.com. That's a new email address, Matt George Sports at gmail.com. Also, I'll leave a comment below if you're watching on YouTube, whether or not uh, you would make that deal. On tomorrow's Locked On Kings podcast, I'm going to be joined uh, by Jake Madison from the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You might have seen the rumors and conversations of a potential deal between the 
Kings and the Pelicans. Potentially there were there was a conversation between both teams about a Buddy Hield and Josh Hart uh, sign and trade deal. Uh, so that might be interesting. We'll talk about that. I'm not as enticed by that as I am by a potential Lowry marketing trade, but we'll get the Pelicans perspective on what's going on with Hart uh, and if that would be a good move for both teams. So join me on tomorrow's Lockdown Kings podcast for that. Until then, my name is Matt George. Thank you so much for listening. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.